Welcome to The Unlabeling Effect, where three distinctive women daringly dive into some taboos with the intention to normalize the uncomfortable yet vital conversations. We are ready to embark on a journey of self-discovery with comrades like you. Let's commence on this week's episode. Are you unconsciously playing the game? There are a number of reasons people play mind games, but the goal is usually to gain a sense of control or power over another person. It's almost impossible to create an authentic connection with someone when honest communication is missing from the picture. It can sometimes be difficult to tell the difference between someone who might be a little insecure or socially awkward from a person who is actively trying to manipulate you. Today, we are very delighted to have Sandra here with us again. Sandra wears multiple hats as a forest yoga ambassador and founder of the first forest yoga outdoor community in Asia. Now on her journey in building her wellness company, Lumination X, where she leads, creates, and curates experiential mindful events internationally. After our last guest episode, is it ever okay to cry at work? Her insight of connecting ourselves with our emotion has made me reflect on how we should behave in the workplace in order to build relationships with others. Today, we are going to look inwards or work in, as Sandra said, on how we are unconsciously playing the game. I'm your host, Vivian, and with me today are Sandra, Rita, and Melody. Hello. Hi. Hi. We've just learned that Sandra is going to open her retreat place in Toronto very, very soon. One of our first experiential space that we are going to create to provide um, space for people to illuminate their inner light. We are really, really excited. It's a huge space for people to host their wellness event as well. There's this powerful feeling of the space that we see. We can take up to 20, 22 people in the space right next to Toronto with a lakeside and a beachfront. That's amazing. You must be working with a lot of people while you're prepping for this lake house retreat place. So have you spotted anybody, like whether it's a work relationship person or just like as friends have you noticed like people playing the game or how do you actually define it for me you can see people try to mask themselves as who they want them to be and not just in wellness industry but like business world a lot of people that I interact with before they try to maybe just exaggerate what they can offer that's one of the things you can really feel if people are sincere in what they're talking about, how they're showing themselves. And I think actually every one of us has the ability to tell if someone else is playing the game. I feel like there are some people who unconsciously just don't know why. Maybe they want to protect certain things, or it might just be that they really consciously, they do want to act like they are someone else. I agree. And sometimes in like work culture and stuff, it's just inevitable to play the game to fit in or just to climb up the social ladder is um it's very hard to be very authentic all the time in a professional world because they they have like established system they have hidden rules and games you have to play so yeah what, what's your take on that if it's like having all this in on ground like in reality it's a very good question it depends if you're working in a corporation, right? <laughs> if 
if you're working in a corporation and you're climbing up the ladder, yes, there's certain things that you have to meet that standard. But when you're in that environment, everyone else is doing the same. So then actually you guys all know this is part of the game, right? Yeah. But so this is kind of like you go into the space knowing that everyone has to obey the rule and play in the game. I think like what we are really concerned about is like when people are playing the game, but they pretend that they are not playing the game. That's when Mm. it's something that we want to be very, very aware of. So it's like a self-inflicting conflict like within us because we know that we need to play the game. But then why do you think that we don't want people to know that we're playing the game when everyone knows that we need to play the game? So in a work environment, I think a lot of people don't mind showing people that they have an expectation, right? They're working towards something. Sometimes we call it playing the game, but sometimes it's just they're trying to achieve something. And a lot of times when uh, people are pretending that they are not playing the game, it's because they have some other goals that they want to manipulate a person. When someone wants to be in control or control another person, sometimes they don't really know that they are or when they are, they don't want to admit it because this is not the right thing to do. We all know that. So it's almost like there's a sense of guilt or ashamed or a sense of embarrassment that that person know that by being so greedy and wanting the control is kind of wrong, but then they just don't want to admit it. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Right. I think no one wants to admit that. Oh, I'm trying to control my partner. I'm trying to control my friends. So everyone <laughs> has to follow me. You know, I would respect <laughs> if that person actually owns up to it. I'll be like, okay. Or it's just like a, a higher up managerial level trying to play with human psychology to make the employees do what they want them to do. You know, it's just a strategy if we're talking about like a workplace environment. But then I do find like if people unconsciously playing the game, it happens more in romantic relationship, don't you think? Because it's like more intimate kind of interaction and you quite want to have um, a foreseeable outcome with that person. I, I wouldn't just limit it to romantic relationship, to be honest. I think in all kinds of relationships, even when we were having a brief for this episode, and like Sandra earlier mentioned that mother and daughter relationships, sometimes the mother just want to, you know, show, show so much love to the daughter mm. that sometimes that drive turns into controlling behaviors mm. and potentially even manipulation. I've heard stories mm. that my friends actually um, went through a phase of being manipulated or are still being manipulated by like their parents. Mm, guilt tripping, I guess, is just one of the yes. biggest thing. Yes, guilt tripping for Asian mm, parents. For Asian parents. Yeah. <laughs> so when okay. I talk about like the overbearing mother nature, it doesn't have to be just a mother and a daughter relationship. It could be in any type of relationship where we bear this type of energy. That can translate to different type of relationship because it comes from within. The reason that we are overbearing is probably because we want to sacrifice. It's a very hard pill to swallow. We want to sacrifice because this is how we prove ourselves. A lot of times, like parent will be like, I do it because it's for your own good, it's because mm. of that. But they're not really listening, right? When do we need to stop 
um, someone from playing the game is basically like this is a communication, right? Is the other person really taking care of our needs, or they're just trying to prove themselves? Mm. Sometimes I feel like they are not aware because they think they know better, and they want to enforce what they believe in you, and thinking that would turn out great for you. But then the thing is, I feel like they don't know they are using the wrong strategies. So it's so hard to change that person, though, right? It is very hard to change a person.、Mm. For me, I believe that、Gosh. you can never change a person <laughs>、yeah, so、unless ha- they want yeah, to be changed. Exactly. So, so that's why、that. get them get them onto a mat, <laughs> <laughs> and maybe there's an opportunity for them, <laughs> or get yeah, them so, into meditation. <laughs> so maybe they can do self reflection. The only way to transform is from within. That's why it's so great to to have opportunity to get on the mat or like get. To an event or like a space where you allow yourself to reflect.、Mm-hmm. The reason that I'm building、um, a new business in terms of like providing really experiential and expensive experience is for people to understand, to have the opportunity to get into those space, mind space, and also actual space to reflect, to experience this other way more than what they think. They can behave, or life can be. How do you spot those、um, "quote unquote" manipulative、um, behaviors? Though, is it based on your feelings when they try to do something to you? It's different for everyone. For, for me, if someone do not let me behave as who I am authentically, then I really question why I have a relationship with that person. Of course, in a working environment, I have to tone it down. I can't just go into a meeting without knowing anyone and just be full on Sandra. It may be a little bit too much for a lot of people to take <laughs> in their first impression. There's another question I always ask myself: Is like, I, do I want to hang out with that person? Does that person vibe with me? I think we talked about this in the last episode too, right? You want to attract the same kind of people that you are. So if someone is really suppressing your own emotion and they think all your emotion are, you know, useless. Now I'm talking about emotion, not your reaction to emotions. So this is two different things, right? If your reaction to emotion is just full on explosive and damaging, then that's another <laughs> question we have to talk about. But、mm. when people honor your emotion. Mm. I don't think that it would be in a manipulative way. And nowadays, when I build new relationship with people, I talk more than just very superficial layer, like what keeps you up at night. <laughs> yeah, I agree. The more you understand and the more you know one person, you know more of their insecurities, you know more of their weaknesses, and that's why people. Who want to take control or want to manipulate someone would take advantage of the other person's weaknesses. It could be tricky if you might encounter, you know, chances that oh, the other person might actually, you know, might not consciously plan to, but are s- making some moves that s- start showing signs of manipulations. So when we're in a more intimate relationship, we become more vulnerable. Because we have to show more parts of ourselves. In the cards, you call it like the stars. It's like a beautiful, a naked body. 
on a river. That's、uh, how the tarot card described it. But this is also when you really shine because you're completely naked. Naked.、Right? This is when people can really take advantage if we're not aware. But also, this is where we learn most in intimate relationship.、Yeah. A lot of times when we talk about relationship, we only talk about. What it is right now, right? One of the best advices that I have heard about relationship is that you get into a relationship by chance, but you get out of the relationship by choice. In that sense, there's a lot of learning that we can have in a relationship because relationships always bring out the vulnerable side of you. Which,、mm-hmm. if you see it in a positive way, it is a great opportunity for you to grow. And you know, tap into the unknown of yourself, and actually try to understand what's wrong inside. And then you get less and less insecurities because you're solving more and more of your insecurities. I guess. Does that person allow you to shine and grow? If we have like a strong enough sense of self worth, why do we feel like we cannot be ourselves? There are many reasons.、Um, I will just mention a couple. It's just. We want to please the other person so much that we lost ourselves. For a lot of Asian women, talking about my own experience mostly, is that we always want to serve our partner, our husband. So we eventually lose ourselves. Even within my family, my grandma was like, "Oh, once you get married, you have to be a good wife. You have to put your family first.、Mm-hmm. And that imprint in our brain, you know, we have to serve others first before ourselves. So my question is: Do we still want this to happen to this generation of women?、Mm-hmm. And if this is your choice, that's completely fine, right? If this is what you decide for your life, that okay, my family comes first. So I'm just very interested to talk about something that I just observed. If Sandra, you're talking about we as, for example, like Asian women. So if we have a certain image that we think we need to. Fulfill or portrayed? Is it possible that we're playing mind games with ourselves instead of people playing mind games towards us? If we feel like we cannot be ourselves, because the feeling that I cannot be my authentic self is inwards, right? This is such a good question. When I go through my forest yoga teacher training, I call it very transformative because I really go through all the expectation. Of myself that has been built upon me that do not align with me anymore. What was the last time when you check in with yourself? What kind of expectations you should have? What is a good person for you? What should Vivian be? Are those really aligned with you? This type of、um, standards or expectation, who enforce it upon you? So I write each of it down. Does that serve me anymore? If it doesn't. At this moment of my life, I let it go. Sometimes we feel lost and we don't know who we are anymore, and that's a good opportunity、mm-hmm. for us to go through this process. In forest yoga, we have something called the death ceremony. The last time we look back into, okay, this person that we have been building, this ego that has been in charge, this is our identity. That we built upon until this point of our life, does it serve us anymore? If we could, we should try to incorporate some time to revisit our expectations and ego, and see if there's any adjustment that needs to be made. I do think it's true. You know, 
It is. It's a very delicate matter because whenever we talk about the ego, we talk about self-reflecting. If another person is telling you that, you may feel attacked or offended. Why it's so important for us to get into that space,、um, to maybe have someone to guide us through the death ceremony or other type of ceremonies, not just the ceremony we have in forest yoga. And that's why it's important for us to. To have expensive experience, to have, have experiential experience like this, to、mm-hmm. to have the opportunity to be guided, maybe with the tribe of people that align with you. That's exactly what I'm building. I'm also thinking,、world. like, with people actually setting different expectations, right? There's so many reasons, or there's so many buildup of why people decided to make certain expectations for a long time.、Uh, it could be from, you know, say.、Uh, From insecurities that they had before, and that's why they really want to achieve the opposite of it. Or is it because they always want to be just the right one? They want the control, and that's why they have certain expectations. Or how do we make sure we focus on the healthy one and redirect the unhealthy ones and make and turn them into like rather healthy ones? Or can we let go of those expectations, as what Sandra said, right? Another great conversation with the Zendra Chan. If you're like one of our hosts, Rita, a very logical, rational person, you might be a little bit skeptical on what we've just discussed. Tune in again next week, same time on Monday, 7 a.m. Hong Kong time. We will see how the structure side meet the spiritual side. Thank you for tuning in, and let's continue the conversation on Instagram at Unlabeling Effect. Please subscribe to our podcast on Spotify and iTunes, and give us a rating. Until then, dare to feel, dare to be real.